0: Welcome to Raw Faith, a podcast for believers who want to grow and mature in their authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. In our time together, we hope to challenge each other to become better doers of the word and not just hearers. This program is hosted by Shelley McWilliams of Sozo Restoration Ministries, which helps people to transform their lives through the healing, wholeness, and equipping of Jesus. So let's see where the word takes us today. Greetings, Saints of God. Shelley McWilliams here, the host of Raw Faith Podcast from Sozo Restoration Ministry. Today, we're going to switch it up a little bit, and it's come to my attention that we've got a lot more listeners than our normal people who have been connected with Sozo in the past years. So we're going to detour a little bit today, and I've asked a great friend of mine, Michelle Levine, to join me, who has been part of this ministry from the beginning and seen a lot of the ins and outs. And I just asked her to come and just have a conversation with me and maybe ask some questions, bring attention to maybe things that you don't know about Sozo Restoration, just so that everybody knows what we're doing, what we're all about beyond just the podcast you've been listening to. So, Michelle, welcome today, and I'm so glad you joined me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Let's talk about what sozo means. Did you know what the sozo name was? No. Sozo is actually a biblical term. In the New Testament, sozo is the word for salvation. If you look up that Greek word, it actually is a 3 heart definition. It's the salvation of our spirit man, which is our eternal address changes to heaven. Sozo also means the salvation of our physical bodies, which means the restoration and healing of physical bodies. And the third thing is Sozo also defines itself as the restoration and wholeness of our souls, which is our mind, will, and emotions. And so that's where many of us are tormented or living with repercussions of past hurts, or past traumas, or even different addictions or bondages. So when we use the term sozo, it means that Jesus has provided a way for us to receive healing and total freedom in every aspect of our lives, our body, our spirit, and our soul. And so when the Lord put on my heart the birthing of this ministry, the vision he has spoken in my heart is whatever that we have need of to bring that healing, that wholeness to soul, body, or spirit is pretty much what the purposes of SOZO are. So, Michelle, what are things that some of our listeners need to hear? Well, my first question would be,
1: how did the Lord give you this vision? I mean, how did it come about? That's a
0: good question. came about on a very personal journey with me. I got saved, but I had a lot of damage in my soul, just from life experiences, life traumas. When I went through my first inner healing deliverance ministry, I discovered the truth of what Jesus provides in healing all the damage that was done to my soul and setting me free from all the strongholds and the bondages the enemy had because of that damage and because of my behavior and choices in the past. When I discovered that freedom, when I discovered Sozo for my own life, God really birthed in me such a desire to not want to have anybody walk through the years I walked through loving God, but never experiencing his love for me. It wasn't until I received healing that I actually experienced the love of God for the first time in my life.
1: That's awesome.
0: I love that, the
1: power of your testimony. I mean, that's what drives us to and gives us the faith. To walk forward in, in what he births in our hearts. So he gave you the passion to help other people. Then how did it start? And, and, and how is it different from others?
0: Well, my journey in being trained in this really started in my own journey of inner healing and deliverance. Through that, the people who took me through ministry became my spiritual parents and really mentored me. My spiritual father had such an anointing in deliverance and my spiritual mother had an unbelievable anointing and in inner healing. That's one of the things that makes sozo restoration so different is I don't know nowadays with so much damage the enemy's done to us as individuals. I don't know that you really can do deliverance without inner healing and you can't do inner healing without deliverance because so much has been entangled in our wounding, our traumas, well, we know there are demons behind that, but the reality is it still ravishes the soul. And so God needs to heal. But one of the things that we're passionate about is we really take that holistic approach. You know, whatever there is need of, Jesus provided it. And so if that's inner healing, then that's what we step into and ask the Lord to do. If it's deliverance, then that's what we take our authority through him. And we set people free. It's not as easy as saying, okay, well, let's cast out these spirits. And it's not as easy as saying, okay, let's heal this wounding because it just is so interconnected. And what I've seen is when we only do one part of that, the tendency is because the other part hasn't been ministered to, it's only a matter of time before somebody starts losing their ground in healing or deliverance, whichever they got. Because the enemy still has open doors in that other facet of their life. So all it takes is for him to poke around and send somebody that rips the scab off. And we're going around the same mountain with the same ungodly beliefs, with the same uh, self-esteem attacks and all of that. So one of the things that sets us apart is I don't know of a lot of ministries out there that do both. And then we throw in the biblical counseling component there is such a disconnect, I think, in our biological and psychological understanding in the church. And so we've kind of thrown the baby out with the bathwater. And my heart is to give people tools so that when they receive their inner healing and they receive their deliverance from the Lord, we still have habit structures that we have to relearn. We still have Thoughts that we have to renew our minds with because they're based on our old junk. And so I went and studied the psychology aspect of it and became certified in counseling because the counseling aspect gives us great tools to help somebody walk out. How do I renew my mind? How do I change my habit structures? How do I not step back into that addiction because I'm still trying to self-medicate and there's healing there. But geez, I've been self medicating in this behavior 15 years. And so how do I not do that now? Because it may not be a bondage issue, but it's a habit. And so those habits just don't break. That's where we have to educate and kind of walk that out, if you will, in our lives. So the counseling component gives us the ability to, after ministry, really walk with people until the healing and the deliverance and their lives are lined up with that so that their mindsets have changed, so that their habits have changed. They're not coming and just getting ministry. But my heart is that when people come and see us, when we're done, I hope they never see me again because I just want them to live in all that Jesus bought for them. And prayerfully, we've equipped them to the best of our ability to do that.
1: I love the passion that you have. And I think part of that is is because the Lord took you through it first. You've experienced the full healing and deliverance from him personally. And so you know the capabilities of, of what he wants to do for everyone, not just you. When you were talking about the fullness of having both inner healing and deliverance, they do go hand in hand because I know a lot of times people don't even recognize because of our culture, they don't even recognize where the enemy is hurting them. I mean, the obvious ones are obvious, but that's where also then the biblical counseling is so amazing because it's an accountability that helps teach us how to retrain our minds to the power of God's word instead of our old beliefs. And that is invaluable. We live in a culture, again, that facilitates all of those lies. It is so hard to break those. But when you go through your ministry, the hope to believe that those can be broken and you do walk with a renewed mind is real. It's true. And I know because I've experienced that in my own life and in my own healing, and that's blessed my life tremendously.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, thank you for that. It
1: really, I mean, it has brought me so much healing, not just on the traumatic things that I, I knew about, but so many hidden things where the enemy kept ensnaring me and things that I didn't know about. That was, that was a
0: transformation that's just been a, a blessing. Amen. Amen. Well, I think we are impacted every moment of every day by the spiritual realm, whether we know it or not. And I believe one of the reasons why the body of Christ, especially in North America, I don't know worldwide, but in North America, there is a real ignorance. And I, I don't say that derogatory, there's just a real unknowing of the realities of the spirit realm. And there really just is not an understanding, even though we read it in the Bible. uh, Hello, these things still happen in our lives. The devil has not died. He is still working. Jesus has paid for everything and has more power than all of the forces of darkness. But the reality is, is right now, Satan is still at work. And this word is really clear. Don't be ignorant to the devices of the enemy. That's what the word tells us. Unfortunately... Most of us are really ignorant, and that's what perpetuates our hurt and bondage.
1: I believe that without that transition and that healing that comes through us personally, then the word does seem very distant to us. It doesn't feel personal, but that's where the enemy keeps us trapped, where we believe that the hope is for someone else, the truth is for someone else, because the enemy puts so much shame Mm. on our mistake on our bad choices.
0: Yes. Amen. You know, you brought up that word shame. And I think if we were all honest, every single one of us deals with shame to some degree or another until the Lord heals and delivers us. Amen. Scripture says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Love your neighbor as yourself. In that passage of scripture, the word highlights three different types of relationships. The relationship with God, the relationship with ourselves, and the relationship with our neighbors, which is our relationship with others. God created you with the purpose and the goal of relationship, period. Take everything else, and it all comes back to that one foundational thread. Everything is for relationship. And so he has created us, obviously, to have relationship with him, first and foremost. He has created us to have relationship with others. We see that all throughout Scripture. We were made to be interdependent. We're to bear one another's Mm -hmm. burdens. We're to sharpen one another. We're to walk with one another and pray with one another. But that Scripture also tells us that we love others by the degree in which we love and take care of ourselves. Amen. Nobody talks about that. That's so true. Because... There's such damage to Mm -hmm. most of our identities. If God's purpose for us is relationship, then what the enemy always attacks, no matter what he brings, how he brings it, the enemy's goal is always to steal, kill, and destroy relationships. That's right. So if there's three types of relationships that we are created to have, and the enemy is after relationships, but the enemy has limited power and resources, okay? So we have to understand that. So what he does, he has to do very wisely. And the scripture never says that he is stupid. And sometimes we think because he's powerless next to Christ, that he's also ignorant, but he is not ignorant. He is schemy and he's nasty and he lies and he deceives. So What relationship do you think that the enemy is most focused on? Do you think it's to destroy our relationship with God? to it's destroying our relationship with each other? Or is it to destroy our relationship with ourselves? The enemy's goal is to destroy our relationship with ourselves, how we see ourselves. His goal is to change our identity from somebody that God knit together in our mother's womb, beautifully and wonderfully created, into somehow we're lacking, we're a hot mess, we're whatever. She- and his purpose in doing that is because when our identity of ourselves and how we see ourselves is what I'll say shame based, which is what triggered this whole thing when you said that. Mm-hmm. Then what happens is I relate to God differently. Like my heart was consumed with shame, which was one of the reasons, even though I was loving and serving God, my heart was so wrecked and I felt so unworthy. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't. That wasn't in my my conscious mind. But those mm-hmm. were my feelings. That's why I never felt the love of God, because mm-hmm. I was never worthy of his love. Mm-hmm. And I never it blocked it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so how I feel about myself is going to impact how I interact with God, whether can I believe God's promises are for me? Right. You know, or or like you said earlier, oh, they're for everybody else, but they're not for me. Mm-hmm. Well, no, they're for me. But if my identity and how I see myself is damaged, then I'm not going to believe that. And then obviously, if my self-esteem, the way I see myself is damaged. I'm going to relate to you differently. I'm not going to open up. I'm going to guard myself. I'm going to protect myself. I'm not going to trust you. I'm going to, because see, if you find me out, then you're going to find out I'm a hot mess underneath. Mm -hmm. And that's like too bad. So let me control, let me put up, pride and error, and all that is, that's just a false covering to protect a damaged self-identity. And so I feel so passionately that the first step that we need to really begin to take to the Lord is God, you need to heal the things that have damaged my identity mm-hmm. because I don't see myself like you say you made me. Mm-hmm. I think I'm damaged good. I love the root of identity of
1: revelation the Lord has given you and what, and that's really what you've based this ministry on is really pulling that root out that affects every aspect of our life
0: and that is powerful well we can't walk in the fullness of the things god has for us if we can't believe for ourselves and it's not that we're worthy but mm-hmm. it's that he created us and he loves us if i can't truly believe i'm lovable by him then how in the world am I going to believe I'm lovable by somebody else who's going to see all my faults and not see how God created me, right? (laughs) Because when I mess up, God sees me like, oh, baby, oh, come on now, there's a better way. Here we go. You know, And he's constantly rooting for me. And that's why the blood of Jesus is there is to take care of all the times I mess up. But he always sees us as he made us to be. So he's always rooting for us. But when people see that, Unfortunately, that's not always people's response. He
1: sees us as righteous, not because we are or we feel it, but because he says it. And that's how he sees us. And so learning how to transform your mind from that perspective is very difficult. And your ministry is amazing at that. That is the truth of who we are, because then it does reach out and it affects every aspect of our life. And it helps us to fulfill the purposes that God has
0: for each one of us. You know, so many times I think back and wonder, Father, what would you think? You know, Jesus came and he went through all of that to pay for us to be restored. What must you think that your children walk around in such a daze and Mm -hmm. so hurt and so wounded and so distrustful of you? I mean, let's be real. Most of us in some facet of our life, especially if we've never been through healing or deliverance, we don't really trust God. That is
1: true. I didn't recognize that when I first started with your ministry. But that truth, I recognize absolutely now. It's a a truth that sets us free. Yes. And you don't know the freedom until you have the vulnerability and the trust to go to someone like you and your ministry And you bring such a trustful atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And I know you're just the vessel. It's the Holy Spirit that's really in that atmosphere that allows us to be vulnerable so that he can work through you to heal our hurt. Yeah. And
0: I've experienced that for myself. I'm I'm speaking from my own experience. It's exciting to see Jesus transform people's lives and Amen. to see people who know somewhere deep there is so much more, but they don't know how to get there. That's right. And so when That's God right. sends people to us, I know it's a divine appointment, and not it's not a divine appointment with me. It's a divine appointment because He's saying, "Hey, I'm sending this child to you because it's time for them to walk with me through this." Amen. It, You know, a lot of people think that that's all we do. That is only one aspect that we do. But I also have a real heart to educate people with these truths. You know, Sozo is known for talking about and teaching on things that nobody else talks about and teaches on. We get real, but we get in the word. You know, we have done a plethora of training classes on all sorts of topics, our goal is to get those things on video so that we can get them on our website and people wherever they're at can log in and and get educated. You know, people don't have knowledge What does the word say happens? Right. That's right. We perish. And that's what's happening. We don't understand how to appropriate the blood of Jesus. He shed it. But we have to know how to apply that to our lives in order for it to be effective.
1: That's the difference, though, with the tools that you are teaching as well as counseling. Because really, the work comes after we leave your office. The The revelation of truth comes from the Lord while we're there. But then the transformation happens when we leave. And without the tools to understand how the enemy is lying to us and, and how to combat that in real life situations, then the transformation doesn't happen. But It does with your ministry. That's the transformation. And that's what we're seeking.
0: You know, we can hear the word. We can educate ourselves. We could become theologians and know the word backwards and frontwards. mm mm-hmm. But if we're not walking it out, it doesn't transform our lives. And so that principle is the same with inner healing, with deliverance, with any sort of maturity. So where do you see the vision of Sozo going? One of the things I would really like to see us do in the not-too-distant future, start a ministry center for education and to prepare people to do the work of ministry So that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it, like I said, I wanna definitely get a lot of our courses and our trainings on video so that we can spread the word and get this information out there because it's not information that is in local churches. Also, there's another facet of bringing young ministers under our covering and walk with them and make sure that what God's birthing in them can reach a state of maturity before they kind of fly the nest. (laughs) Because I know when I got out of Bible college and I hit the reality of the world man, it was like a brick wall because you get out there with all this passion. But there's no undergirding. You don't know what to do with it. And sadly, there wasn't a lot of people who came alongside me as a young minister. And I really want to provide a nest for people who are feeling the tug of God to go into a deeper place of ministry with him.
1: I love the mentorship piece of that because you don't see that
0: anymore, ever. Well, we see that through scripture. Ministers and apostles had spiritual children. They had people that they took under their wing and they launched them. And in my personal circles, I have not experienced a lot of that. I didn't have people walking around me that understood, well, how do you administratively lay groundwork for a ministry? There are practical things of that. I mean... People don't want to talk about this, but it takes money to have a ministry. We want to be people who walk in faith and God, you're going to provide, you're going to provide. But there's a practical component of that. Well, how do we balance that without stepping out of trust with God? Mm -hmm. So there's the administrative aspect, there's a financial aspect, and then there's other aspects like integrity and character. How do you protect yourself from moral failure? Our heart's desire is that we come alongside them and get them as equipped as possible and release ministers who walk in holiness and in the fear of the Lord and with character and integrity to bring glory to his name. I love that. Part of our vision also is to really minister to ministers, not just young ones, but ones that are actively in ministry now. Currently, Sozo provides ministry free of charge to senior pastors and missionaries Just because we know that they're on the front lines and many times they don't have anywhere to go when they've been hurt and they've been wounded or they just need some encouragement. Mm. And so, you know, we give away many hours of free counseling every week to these that are called to ministry so that they can go back out there and fulfill the calling of God on their life, being refreshed and being whole. So those are some of the aspects of Sozo's vision and what we feel the Lord has called us to. Prayerfully, this podcast has given you more information about our ministry so that you can really catch our heart and what our desire is in the kingdom of God and to bring God glory. If something in this podcast has pricked your heart and you just want to be a part of our vision, we would love to have you partner with us. One thing that people don't commonly know is that Sozo is a donation-supported ministry. We could not function without the donations of others to help us fulfill our calling in the kingdom of God and ministering to people. Many think because we charge a small fee for our ministry sessions, that is how we are funded. But that ministry fee doesn't even cover the expenses of office, administration, software, equipment etc. And the current rate that we charge per session is about half of what somebody would pay in another type of setting. But we keep ours as low as we can because we want people to come and get the ministry that they need. We don't want finances to be an issue. And so we intentionally kept that low. And we just trust God to provide the finances for us to continue to minister to more people I'd like to extend an invitation to you to prayerfully seek the Lord about whether he would have you donate or even partner with us monthly to just meet the needs of the ministry. We are starting our year-end campaign right now. We are not funded for the rest of this year, and we need to bring in more support in order to continue to do what we're doing. So the need is there. I wish that finances were not a reality need, that we can just focus on ministering to people and letting God receive glory. However, we are in a practical realm and finances are a necessity. So if you want to be a part of keeping us going and allowing us to minister to people and bring wholeness and healing, then please consider partnering with us on a monthly basis or send in a donation. We have financial partners who partner with us anywhere from $20 a month to $300 a month. And those are vital to us. We could not continue to exist without the donations and the faithfulness of our partners and those that God stirs their heart to give into our ministry. So again, I just want to extend an invitation for you to pray into it and see if maybe God wants you to be a part of Sozo Restoration. So how do people partner with you? That's a good question, Michelle. There's a lot of different ways that you can partner with Sozo. Many people set up their banks to just send us reoccurring bank checks. We take Zelle. Uh, We also do PayPal, Venmo. people mail in checks. So there's many ways that you can partner with us. Also, if you go to our website at www.sozorestoration.org, You'll see a donate button on our homepage. And in fact, if you look at the menu, you'll see a tab of how you can partner with Sozo. Feel free to check that out. And then, of course, if all else fails, feel free to give us a call at our ministry office at 803-883-SOZO. That's 803-883-7696. And I'd be happy to talk to you about different ways that you can give to us.
1: The work that you've allowed the Lord to do through you. It has transformed not just me, but my entire family. And so I believe that's generational. That's just not for now. And I'm I'm thankful.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me today. Hey, it's been fun. I'm so glad that you joined us for this podcast. And it's been so refreshing and encouraging for me just to be able to share with you some of the vision that God has put in my heart for Sozo Restoration Ministries, but also to give a shout out to the Lord about the wonderful things that he's doing. We see miracles in people's lives every day. And that is nothing but God's goodness and his unfailing love. And so thank you for being with us. I'm looking forward to getting together with you again and sharing the next podcast. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and share this podcast. And if you want to know more about Shelley or Sozo Restoration Ministries, visit our website at sozorestoration.org.